0: Hello there, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. Today we're going to talk about the Jewish marriage and the Bride of Christ. The Jewish marriage and the Bride of Christ. If you'd like to follow along in your Bibles, that would be great. I will be reading for the new American Standard update today. What do the Scriptures mean when it refers to the Church as the Bride of Christ? Why do the Scriptures call Christ? the bridegroom. And what promise does the Lord's Supper hold for all of us as the bride? The disciples very well could have understood what Jesus was saying at the Last Supper that day because they understood the model for the traditional Jewish wedding. For us to fully understand Christ's promise today in the promise of a new covenant we must have to understand what the scriptures are saying. To do this we need to understand the traditional Jewish marriage and the practices and the times of Christ. Today we're going to go over a few of the steps involved in the traditional Jewish marriage and its parallel to show how Jesus fulfilled his promise of the wedding and how he will fulfill the wedding in complete when he returns for his bride. And the first step would be the marriage contract. The marriage contract is the first step. And this is where the man must leave his father's home and he goes to the home of the woman to offer his marriage contract. There he would negotiate the price of the bride. The bride price was often high because women were regarded as an expense instead of as an asset. Mostly because they couldn't tend the flocks or or work the fields or even gain employment outside the home to help bring income in. So in general, the price of the bride was to compensate the father for the cost of raising a daughter. The higher the price paid showed just how valuable the daughter was in raising the higher the price was paid also showed how valuable uh, the bride was to his groom. This gave honor to the family. The bride and the groom, if the price was extremely high, it was because it was to show honor and how valuable the bride again was to the groom. So we know that Christ left his father's house in heaven to come here to the bride's house here on earth. We also know that the price was his blood and crucifixion so the price of the bride's cost one life. The Apostle Paul would write in in 1st Corinthians chapter 6 verse 20 for if you have been bought with a price therefore glorify God in your body Peter would also write in his first epistle, chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, knowing that you were not redeemed with a perishable thing like silver or gold from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with precious blood, as a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. Acts chapter 20, verse 28 says this, Be on guard for yourself and for the flock among which the Holy Spirit made you overseers, to the shepherd of the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Now, I personally, I can't think of a higher price anyone could pay. So how valuable are we as the church to our groom? What more could have been paid in one's life? In the Jewish tradition, the man would pour a glass of wine during the dinner and he would give it to the woman that he was proposing marriage to. If she accepted the contract, she would drink the cup and it would seal the contract, making it completely legally binding at that time. Although there was no physical union between the two yet, they were regarded as husband and wife from that moment on. And she would be considered set apart or sanctified or consecrated exclusively into the husband. And we can see this kind of an example in Matthew chapter 1. Here we are talking about Joseph and Mary. Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 and 19. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, did not want to disgrace her, but planned to send her away in secret. You see here, Matthew clearly says, there's no physical union that had taken place between Joseph and Mary. Yet the scripture refers to Joseph as her husband. Now Jesus came to the bride's home, leaving the father's house. He set the bride price with his blood and to seal the contract in order to set us or the church, the bride apart. He sanctified us. He poured the wine and we drank the wine accepting his contract. And and we symbolize that through the Lord's Supper. Notice here in Matthew chapter 26 verses 27 and 28. And when he had taken a cup And given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. This is the New Testament, uh, this new covenant. We drank the wine, accepting the contract, his bride price for us. And we now belong to him. As the church, we are set apart, we're, we're sanctified or we are exclusively Christ. not when we die or, or later when we get to heaven, but now, we are, we are His right now. We belong to Him, and that is if you've accepted His offer that is presented in the New Testament. The second step would be a period of separation. You see, after the covenant or contract had been established, the groom would return to his father's house to prepare a place for his new bride, a, a bridal chamber in his father's house where the bride and groom could live together and be together. Notice here in John 14, chapter, chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. Do not let your hearts be troubled, Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places, if it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may also be. See, neither the bride nor the groom knew when the groom was going to return for the bride because the bridal chamber had to go be prepared for his bride and it had to meet uh, the expectations and the approval by his father. Notice over here in Mark chapter 13, 31 through 34, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But of that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. Take heed, keep on the alert, for if you do not know when the appointed time will come, it is like a man on a, on a journey, when upon leaving his house and putting his slaves in charge, assigned to him each one his task, also commanded the doorkeeper to stay on the alert." And like so, the bride would watch out for her husband's return. She would be anxious. She would keep the oil in her lamp lit in full. That way, if he came in the middle of the night, he would see that lie. And she would be watching and longing for his return while she prepared herself and her future to be with her husband. And all this time, learning the ways of, of being married so that to give her husband the best marriage that she possibly could. As we, the bride, we are waiting anxiously for our groom to return. So have we been preparing ourselves for our future with him? Or are we just letting time go by? Are we ready for him to come at any time? And how is he going to find us as his bride? What will we be doing when he comes? Will we be faithfully looking and waiting for his return, or perhaps forgetting him while we turn to something else? During this time apart from the bride, the, the groom would be preparing this place that was typically built in his father's house. The chamber had to be beautiful because the bride and groom were going to spend seven days there. The chamber had to be built to the father's what he laid out how it should be. The groom could only go for the bride only when his father gave his final approval of the bridal chambers. The third step, gifts for the bride. It, it was a custom in the Jewish uh, time of Christ for the groom to sing gifts to his bride so she would see his appreciation, his love for her, and to remind her that he is still coming. He's not forgotten her. This contract is complete. They are already married. If not, it's a matter of time if he's coming for her. It's not if he's coming, but when he is coming. And see, so Jesus give, gives us gifts as well during this time of separation that we're in, in John 14, verse 26. But they help her. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all that I have said to you. Acts 2.38 Peter says, Repent, each one of you be baptized in the name of the, in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. Paul would write in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 6, Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. A prophecy according to the proportion of his faith. You see, so we're, we're, we are given the Holy Spirit to bring into remembrance Christ's teaching. And the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts to, to edify and grow the church or, or the bride so that we can be preparing ourselves for the coming of Christ, that is, the groom, and so we could spend eternity with him. And step four was the cleansing bath. The cleansing bath. And and during this time of separation, the bride would partake in this cleansing bath. This is the same Hebrew word that is used for baptism. That Hebrew Hebrew word, I'll have to spell it for you, is M-I-K-V-E-H. But to this day in Judaism, the bride cannot marry without taking this cleansing bath. The cleansing bath that Christ has provided for his bride during this time of separation is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 again, verses 4 and 5. Gathering together, he commanded them not to to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which, he said, You heard from me, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And the fifth and final step, the bridegroom comes for his bride. When the groom's father had finally approved the bridal chamber, he would go and perhaps he would abduct his bride in secret with her bridesmaids. Again, this was usually done at night. But before he would arrive at her house, he would, he would give a shout, and, and he would blow on a ram's horn to give her notice so that she could grab her things for the 7 weeks' stay in the bridal chamber. She did not know when he was going to come, but again, she knew he was coming. And he's going to take her to the bridal chamber for the feasting and celebration. In the same way, Jesus as the groom, he will come for his bride. And it could be in the middle of the night, but it could be, it's definitely going to be without warning. I mean, listen to Paul here. He says, Christ will come for us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will raise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds, and we will meet the Lord in the air, and we shall always be with the Lord. Just as as the groom came for his bride with a shout and a trumpet, Christ himself also will do the same. He will blow the trumpet, and he will appear and take his bride. Again, it's not a matter of if he will come. Really, the question is, when will he come? And again, only the Father in heaven knows. But between now and then, are you ready? Have you accepted the contract that Christ has laid out for the bride? And have you agreed with the price that he paid? Do you understand the cross and then the crucifixion and the purchase that he made so that you and I could be free to be with him forever? I hope that you're preparing yourself and that you will remain pure and that you are awaiting for his return. You need to prepare yourself and do whatever it takes to to walk away from earthly things, to repent of your sins and, and focus on the word of God and, and be with others who are also seeking and searching. I would encourage you to do that. To live a faithful life so that we all can be joined in the air together with the groom and see the place in which He has prepared for us that has been approved. By the Father. Thank you for your time. I hope that uh, this has been an encouraging and thought-provoking for you. If you would like, you can always visit our website at biblicalquestion.com, biblicalquestion.com, and there you can uh, find ways of contacting us and submitting your questions and comments. We do have a worldwide uh, audience, as more and more people grow and and find the podcast we appreciate God is allowing us to to be able to do this and we certainly hope we will continue to be blessed and we pray that you will be blessed as well